right. Welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. And this is always the most exciting week for Craig and I to bring you the first preview episode of each season. And here we are for 2017. Are you pumped, Craig? Oh, man, I'm real pumped. We're here, dude. You sound a little tired. You sound a little tired. Are you okay? I'm doing all right, man. All right. I'm doing okay. It's a t- it was a tough week, but it's football. Yeah. I mean, this, this is it, dude. This is what we've been waiting for. Clear your calendars. Screw everything else. It's football Saturday. Mich- it's Michigan football Saturday because there was football look, Saturday. Wedding, look, this bypasses all kinds of weddings. Things like that. You got that kind of stuff coming up. You got to have to cancel. I know. I, mean, so I got, just got it happen. I got mine this week. My uh, thing this weekend over in Wisconsin. So I'm, I still don't have a uh, schedule for the day. So I'm trying to figure it out so that I can strategically plan how things are going and what's happening when and where and all those things. But uh, we usually do a little bit of conversation. Uh, a little intro before we go into the football conversation, but we're doing a pre-football conversation to football con- to our regular content for the episode. Um, first of all, welcome. If this happens to be maybe the first time you guys are tuning in, because each year at the beginning of the season we always do find newcomers. So, welcome. Thank you for dropping in. If you have been a listener for a long time, as I know there are a few that come to mind that have been with us since gosh week one or two from uh, forever ago. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, but, Craig, I got a question for you. Okay, shoot. I, I, can't, I can't say that it's all people in your age bracket. Oh, God. And I don't have anything really against old people, but <laughs> what is the deal with all the hate with the maze uniforms. Oh, man. I'm telling you. I I don't hate it. Let's put it this way. It's better than those Brady Hoke ones. Remember those striped blue baloney? That that was ugly, dude. The Bumblebee stuff. Here, I got I got a song. I got a song here for this. So. Yeah. All right. People calling them the banana outfits. People calling them all sorts of shenanigans. But I uh, like there. There's been a lot of discussion on social media with this, and a lot of hate. But uh, I, I want you to be able to uh, speak your mind because I'm interested. Okay. Because you can only say so much on social media. So I want you to start and just kind of share your thoughts. Well, I'm kind of like. First of all, when I first saw him, I was like. I didn't like them. I mean, I just thought they kind of remind me of the Oregon Ducks, kind of this bright neon yellow color. But um, the more I saw the video, the hype video are surrounding them, the more I kind of liked them. But I will say this. From the pictures I was seeing with the uniform and the players wearing them, what I saw was the players wearing the white long sleeve T-shirt underneath it. And that, 
to me looked ugly. It looked like washed out. All it looked like was this yellow cream sickle uniform. And then I saw that they, you know, they were going to wear the the navy long sleeve and the navy, uh, I believe, socks with it. Then I kind of came around and said, "Hey, it looks pretty good." Like I said, you put it up against the bumblebee looks or that banana looking monstrosity that was the Brady Hoke era with those alternatives. And then I saw them and I kind of came around. But my thing is this: it's not I didn't like them. My thing was we're known as Go Blue, and there's hardly any blue on it. So when you you get the fans screaming "Go Blue," you got a team. Tr- no, trotting out on the fleet field wearing maize, mostly maize, and we're not, really not known as go maize. We're go blue. So then, would so you what have your, pro- what? What are you, is, do you got a problem with the all white uniforms? Then I hate the all white. Good God, I'm, I I didn't like them. No, man, haters no. gonna hate, 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 hate. Yeah, hate. see, see now here I mean, it's one it's game. I get it. It's one game. It's not a big deal. Like you said, you know, it's it's one game, but, you know, the people have their preferences. I'm old, like you said, so I'm old <laughs> school. But here's the thing. As long as I kept hearing is the players liked it, the recruits thought they were dope. And I'm like, hey, you know what? As long as the players like them and, you, you know, when, once you look good and you think you love these uniforms, then you'll play like it. And I'm all for it as long as they beat Florida. <laughs> You better you better beat them in these uniforms. I'm telling you, man. Yeah. Well, here here's where I come from. I am always okay with at least once a year them trying something different, even if it turns out to be trash. I'm okay with it because it's like okay, it's one game. We'll we'll live. We'll get through it. Um, I when I agree with you when you first saw the pictures and things, I was kind of like. Ugh. You know, I don't know what's happening yeah. here. I definitely agree that with white, it doesn't look good. There needs to be the contrast with the blue. I think that's turning out better. But I thought it was very interesting how there – I saw it, too, by the amount that was on social media where it was just like, hate, hate, maze, ugly, what is going on, thrown everywhere, all around social media. Then all of a sudden are two wonderful um, – graphic design video people for Michigan come out with this slick graphic and this awesome yeah. video. And then all of a sudden everybody does a 180. and it's like, Oh, these are pretty cool. Oh, i like this. Oh, yeah. all right. This, and it's like, come on, you know, come on people. Yeah. I mean, I can understand. I think I was one of them. I can understand. I yeah. I can understand a little bit of change of perspective, but it was just like, almost everybody's just like, Oh, Ty and Aaron make this look cool. This is really awesome. This changes everything. Well, I mean, and it's like, no, it's the same uniform, people. Come on. <laughs> right. And you got the the artwork, you know, the, the airbrush. But that was just from the waist up. So, you know, I'm like, you didn't get really the full-fledged whatever. But the hype video was very cool, and I like that. But like you said, I you know what I needed? I needed somebody... And they did it on Twitter, and I, you know, I don't know who it was, but I'm very grateful. And you know, hit me up on Twitter, and we'll talk. But it was cool that you posted the old Hoke ones. It put me, I was spiraling toward that. I don't like these. And then somebody posted those ugly bumblebee banana ones, and it brought me back down to earth and made me go, "Whoa!" I had a flashback and went, "Oh, I forgot about those hideous things." 
these aren't that bad. Yeah, these are. So, I mean, yeah. listen, since 1928, we 1928 is the last time we wore all maize, right? Isn't I, that the, they, yeah. I'm not so. entirely sure about that, but yeah. yeah. So. Since, since 1928, so it's been a long, I don't think any of us have been alive. Well, maybe I have. <laughs> You're close, man. You're close. Maybe you were too close. young to remember. Right. <laughs> so, 1928 is a long time ago. So, I could see why Jim Harbaugh went old school. And you know what? The thing is, is and you, you and I both know that the kids these days, the teenagers, the the recruits are all wearing kind of that bright looks, you know, just something different, something not as traditional as uh, some like to be. And, you know, you see that in other what other football teams, you see them in Oregon, you see them in Maryland, you see them all all over the place and they're hyped for it. And I'm all down with it because now I heard the players kind of like it and then I'm cool. So I kind of I kind of turned around. It changed my heart, man. Yeah. Most people are saying exactly what you're saying. It's just like, you know, in the end, it doesn't really matter what they wear as long as they win. So, but then the last thing I'll kind of say about this uh, before we move along is uh, it, it really can be different when you see it on the field. Like it's, uh, yeah. I know there were those pictures of players on the practice field and things, but it's a little, and then there were the pictures of the ones they were selling, which personally I think, it looks drastically different on a player when they're playing on the field than when you see it hanging on a hanger in a store. And I don't yeah. think I'll buy one. I don't know. I could change my mind, but right now I'm kind of feeling like I probably won't buy one. But that being said, it could look completely different come Saturday on the field and could really look sharp. And we'll just kind of have to wait and see. Yeah, and you're right, and we'll see what it looks like on the field. But, you know, Florida going all blue, what do you think about that? I mean, I think it's going to be kind of funny because uh, it's technically almost our colors then all the way around. Blue and right. blue and maize. It's not our blue technically, but they don't have any yellow, so it's like blue and maize. Right. Yeah, then you get kind of into the confusion, like you said, where if we say go blue, then the other team is technically wearing blue. and but. Right. So, well, I'm glad they have excellence of blue on there, which is fine. I'm cool with that. But, um, yeah, it's it's okay. When I first saw it, I was like, oh, you know what? I don't want to see all maize. But, you know, it, it, it is. It's It just comes down to the chant. You say go blue, and you're really not wearing it. But, you know, we're we're both colors. So Yeah, there'll be a little blue on there. There'll be a little. We'll, we'll yeah. be good. We'll be good. So, all right. Well, yeah. we will um, – Go ahead and get here into the actual preview episode. First one of 2017. All right, so I got to admit that I, uh, I almost felt a little rusty coming back into this. For doing these preview mm-hmm. episodes, because uh, I've been doing, I've been watching some uh, film, I've been reading up on some stuff, and then today is like you know the final like gather everything together, and it was just uh, you know it's been a while. It has. I'm not sure what to do, man. Kind I, of lost. I, 
I know. I'm I'm hoping that I have everything that I need. I feel pretty good. The fr- the first game of the season, all, honestly, always kind of sucks from this perspective because everything we're researching and looking at. Okay, well, not everything, but there's not much to research after the end of last year. So we're looking at gameplay where there are players who are no longer on the team and uh, team uh, rosters are completely different. You know, the team mentality is uh, not at all like it used to be. So it, it's very hard to do this first preview. But uh, we have the difficult task ahead of us, Craig, to discuss Michigan facing off against Florida for this first match of oh, yeah. 2017. So here in be great. Can't wait. I I don't know if we had really did we have a system of how we broke things down? Did we like walk through XYZ offense, defense, anything, or did we just, you know, fire from the hip? I'm I'm having a hard honestly I'm we having a hard What? We are kind of a podcast that fires from the hip, man. We don't you know we're kind of, we like to have our, you know, we like to structure a little bit what we're going to say, but we we like to fire from the hip because I think that's what our fans do. You know, we kind of fire from the hip and that we like to represent them. So, yeah, well, to get things started, I guess, um, somewhere with this, um, Florida comes in ranked uh, preseason number 17. Michigan comes in at number 11 spot. And the numbers for this game are Michigan favored by four with the over-under of 45. And for those of you who don't know what over-under necessarily means, it's just the total points that are expected to be scored in the game. So um, I guess uh, general thoughts, Craig. We'll just kind of get rolling with things. Uh, If you want to start... Uh, on a general perspective of this game from both sides, one side specifically, I'll leave it up to you to kind of get the conversation started. Well, I mean, there's a lot of, I think, you know, this one's going to be, the reason why it's difficult to kind of figure out, I mean, you and I are going to wait to the end of the show to actually do our predictions and stuff, but to actually kind of break down this game, it's difficult because, you know, here we got Florida in a way taking jabs at Jim Harbaugh about not releasing the whole roster. But then again, here you got Florida coach talking about, you know, he's got like three to four quarterbacks. He hasn't even named starters either. So, you know, we, we don't even know what quarterback's going to start for Florida. And I think, in a way, that dictates a lot on the way Florida's going to run this offense. And <clears throat> you get a guy on there who um, was Zaire, who's on there, and he's a kind of a running, you know, good throw, but he's got a powerful arm. He's the more th- athletic guy. And then, you know what? He's He's got, he's more athletic, but he also likes. You know, he's mobile, too. So, you know, you got a mobile quarterback, and that's always kind of, at times, giving Michigan some trouble. So, but, um, and I think our linemen are ready for that. But, you know what, I think it's difficult to even remotely break down this game on what's going to happen. All I know is you got Florida's got, what, seven guys now suspended from this game. And it's, in a way, going to throw off, it's kind of throwing off Michigan on 
what's it going to look like? Because you know, a couple of those guys are their starters, and it's going to be different on what's going to happen. So um, to say exactly what's going to happen in this game, I don't know. All I know is I, I could tell you from my perspective what Michigan needs to do to win this game uh, if that's what you're if that's where you're leaning towards, it's in a way. Is that where you're leaning? Uh, let's we'll get to that more later. Um, okay, we'll we'll cover that more later, and we'll we'll try to take it from both sides, like what it would take for Michigan to win this game, and what we think it would take for Florida to win this game. Um, right. Just kind of playing a little devil's advocate there, I guess. Um, but yeah, it's. I mean, that kind of goes back to it's difficult to say because we have nothing to base things off of. Like you were mentioning, there is no starting quarterback mentioned. They're giving us a hard time because we don't have a roster, which honestly, if anyone knows how to do their job at Florida, they could get a really freaking close idea of what the roster is. And it's going to be exactly the same information that they're giving us because, yeah, there's not going to be any starters or anything, but you're going to get a pretty good idea of either the top one or two players per position. So I don't, I don't know what the big deal has been behind that starting with, I believe, what was it? The New Jersey.com or something like that, starting that campaign for that. But um, yeah, you're right. I believe it's officially, I believe it's the seven players suspended. And then there is one player out uh, from injury. I believe it was for the whole season. Um, So that's a situation for Florida. But then also, they will not have, if I see everything correctly, they will not have a returning quarterback. So they're starting with a new quarterback, whoever it winds up being. <clears throat> and uh, even though Michigan hasn't announced, there's a decent chance that we'll at least have a returning quarterback start, but we'll at least have him on the roster uh, with Will and Spate. Uh, on the negative side of things for Michigan, though, we definitely did lose a lot of players on the defense. Um, but yeah. honestly, with all the people that Florida has lost due to the one injury and all the suspensions, I feel like that's a relatively level playing field. Basically, coming into this, I think everybody felt pretty good about Michigan. And I feel like after all this Florida shenanigans has happened, everybody feels better, which surprises me that as things get worse for Florida... It's not a surprising thing for me to see that the fan base gets, you know, backs up their team more. It surprises me more that they get more confident slash cocky. Have you seen this stuff on social media? Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, so I, it, yeah, they just, the things that they're saying, like, and, but that's the thing. I mean, you're supporting your team. I understand that, but they're building themselves up as they're losing more of their players. Some star players too. I mean, the injury and one of the suspensions are two of their huge players. And I was watching, um, in some of the film I was watching, I was watching their uh, that receiver that they have out suspended and everything, and he was he was a difference maker. He was a playmaker, and now they don't have him. So I don't yes, really but... know where they're getting all this confidence from. Yeah, and they lost Robinson, too, in this, this game, too. So he's out, and they just announced that. So that's a big blow to them, too. But, um, yeah, you're right. It's it's Well, here you got this is what you got, really, what's going on with this game. You've got Florida, 
where in a way we already know what their defense is. And then you're going to be going up against Michigan where we really don't know what this offense is going to be like. Cause to you and me, we, I, we pretty much know that Spate's going to start this game and finish it, but <clears throat> is it a corn? I mean, so far Jim Harbaugh hasn't even named a starter. And then obviously in, we're about almost what 99% sure it's going to be spate, but you know, this is Jim Harbaugh. He could throw a turn and a corn could start and I would just be floored. But if that's the case, um, you know, we're looking at new receivers, uh, looking at new defense. We're looking at a new secondary almost. And, and there is much, you know, they're good and talented. They don't have a lot of game experience. So in a way, if you ask me, this is actually a game of attrition. That's what this game is. And I think that's what it's going to come down to between the two offenses. Because either both of them seems to be a – it's going to be tough because I think Michigan on that end I think has a little bit more happening because they do lose Callaway and they do lose – I believe Robinson's on the uh, – isn't he another receiver they lost? Um, so um, that is going to be interesting to see what what comes out. And they don't even they haven't even named a quarterback yet. So here you got Florida not giving anything away on what they're going to do. They're almost going to reveal a game time, and then you got Michigan, who's not revealing anything on their quarterback situation, and they're almost playing possum here, like or they're almost playing this game where they're like, well, we're not going to tell you and we're not going to tell you. We'll just figure it out game day. <laughs> and I'm just, it's funny to watch. Cause I, I already know what to expect with spate. I don't really know a lot about a corn if he does start, but I don't expect him to. So. Okay. Yeah. Kind of at this point, since we're talking about it, I, it, does anybody doubt that's not going to be, does anybody honestly think that's not going to be spate at this point? I mean, no. I, yeah, I, I feel like everyone is expecting it to be spate, believes it to be spate. He's got the experience. I know that uh, coach talked up O'Corn being uh, fighting him for the starting position. And it p- looks like, kind of like they acted kind of like Peters uh, was out of the mix, out of the final mix. But I just really don't see there's any way that O'Corn winds up being the starter. Could be wrong, right. but we'll see. Um, something that's interesting that I like bringing up is, and this is difficult because again, I, I'll probably preface uh, preface this a lot through here. But you know, we're talking about last year, so this is not the same team and everything. But something that. Um, I do think that this will be a battle for part of the game and everything, and uh, it might be back and forth, a tight-knit game for part of it. We'll get into more details with that. But what will they be able to do and overcome, and how will each team be able to handle different situations? Something to know and realize about last year that I want to talk about is when playing from behind. Um both teams found themselves, if I'm getting this information correctly from the site that uh, I got the stats from and everything, uh, there were six different games that at one point in the game, 
both teams were behind. So six games for Michigan, six games for Florida were they behind and had to, quote-unquote, play from behind, whether it's by one touchdown or not. But um, for Florida, four of the games were uh, by eight points uh, or less, or four of those games were by eight points or more. Uh, and actually, those same four games, they got down by 15 points or more. For Michigan, we all know well know that they only lost their three games last year by a total of five points, so it wasn't as much. There were only two games that they got behind by eight or more points. Never did they get behind by more than 15 points. I think it was only the Colorado game, maybe was it, that they got behind by 14? But mm-hmm. uh, don't quote me on that. So, but when... They found themselves behind. Um, Florida scored uh, four passing touchdowns and three interceptions and one rushing touchdown. So five, they had so they scored five total touchdowns with uh, three interceptions. I couldn't find the fumbles in that in those uh, situational stats, so I don't know if there were any fumbles. But five touchdowns to three interceptions. So that's not really great numbers to have when you're when you're behind. For Michigan, they had three passing touchdowns, one interception, and six rushing touchdowns. So oh, okay. so a total of nine touchdowns to one interception. So that's pretty good for when you find yourself behind, for being able to fight back, for being able to keep yourself in the game. And some of those situations that very easily could have been, especially with a kind of that Ohio State game and everything where you get ahead, then they get ahead, you get ahead, and they get ahead, and so you just keep going back and forth with them. Finding yourself in that situation where you're behind and you only throw one interception, that's pretty good. And especially thinking about it where there's a good chance that that quarterback is going to be our starting quarterback, that's pretty good to see. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing is you also have to know, and, you know, I I understand why – our fan base is all in with Michigan and makes sense. And we have something to prove. Um, This team has something to prove because we are young and uh, uh, really talented. A lot of question marks, but we'll see what happens. But, you know, Florida, in a way, they they have about eight starters on offense coming back. And that's a lot of gameplay. It's more than what we have. We have like four and they have at least five coming back on defense. Now that's quite a lot too, because we only have one. And to me, I think this defense last year, Florida has held most of the teams that they faced down to less than 300 yards. And that's pretty good. And I think seven points per game. So 17 points per game, which is pretty good. So this is a team not to take, be taken lightly. The problem is, is we just don't know who the quarterback is going to be. And that to me is going to be key. Cause I think what Michigan needs to do in this very beginning is they really going to have to establish their dominance on defense and off offense. Really? I mean, this is what I think this game is going to come down to. And I'll say it right now is I think it's just going to come down to the O-line play with Michigan. I just do. I just, I, To me, if the O-line doesn't 
come out strong and and push Florida's defense around, then it's going to be a long game for us. Yeah, I agree. Uh, speaking of Florida's defense, I do have some numbers on how they finished last year, and you're right. They, they were a good defense, as well was Michigan. But uh, Florida finished fifth nationally in total defense, but Michigan still was ahead of them at second nationally, just right behind right. Our, just right behind Alabama. Now, of course, you mentioned as well that we lost uh, practically the whole defense, uh, and Florida is still returning some people, but you cannot deny that we will be fine on defense. I'm not saying that we're going to be exactly yeah. the same as last year. We, I, we absolutely have the potential to be close to what we were last year, even though we're going to have a lot of new, um, new blood in that position and everything uh, on that side of the ball. But with Don Brown, you know that we're going to be fine with defense. Um, yeah. So uh, just to mention that, but then uh, to talk about offense. Now, this is where the difference is between Michigan yeah. and Florida last year coming into this year is the offense. And I know we lost some key players on offense, but we absolutely have some playmakers coming in. So we are more than capable of doing uh, being productive on offense. But last year, Michigan was 58th in total offense. And Florida came yeah. in at 116th. So now, now here's this. This is where it gets crazy, all right? So you're talking about that crazy defense of Florida and how they're talking about how they're going to run all over us with that SEC speed and they're going to yeah. stop us with their defense. We were pretty productive on offense. Listen to these numbers. In uh, the first quarter, Florida would score seven touch, uh, scored seven touchdowns. In the second quarter, ten. Third was six and fourth was six. So they did majority of their scoring in the first half. Mm -hmm. uh, that's similar with Michigan, though. But listen to this numbers. Michigan, first quarter, 15 touchdowns. Second quarter, 20 touchdowns. Third quarter, 12 touchdowns. And fourth quarter, 13. That is 29 total for Florida, 60 for Michigan. So yeah. nationally for scoring, Michigan finished 11th last year, while Florida finished at 107th. Behind 104 MSU. So that is the offense projection. And you're losing one, if not your biggest playmakers, in Callaway. Yeah. So please yeah. tell me how SEC speed for offense is going to be able to improve those offensive numbers drastically between the finish of last year and the beginning of this year. That's what I'd like to know. Well, in Florida, in a way, to be devil's advocate, is stealing their best offense of, they've ever had in the past two seasons. So, you know, Michigan's going to have to deal with that without having Callaway there and, uh, and some of the other guys. But, um, yeah, you're right. And that's interesting because, you know what, Florida has actually averaged less than 24 points per game last year in the past couple of years. So... It's been a while. It's but they they don't score a lot, um, just based on because of the very fact is is Florida in the past couple of years have had a great defense. They just don't have a very good offense, um, and we've known that. So, like I said, it's going to come down to attrition where we're literally saying our offense 
is going to be going up against their defense or their defense. And then obviously Florida's offense, will they be able to run the ball? They actually have a returning running back who's, you know, he's a veteran running back who's pretty good. We'll be able to stop him. And I'm, I'm sure we will. But the, the fact is, is I think like you were saying, Don Brown's going to, Mr. Blitz is going to show a lot of blitz packages. And I think we're going to shut the, shut them down pretty well. My thing is to see, Michigan's offense and what we can do against Florida's great defense and where we can go with that. That's where, that's what think this is, like I said, it's going to be a war of attrition on the offense of offense, Florida's offense, Michigan's offense, and who can be more productive. Yeah, absolutely. A lot hinges on Michigan's offensive line. Um, you were mentioning that they are returning a, a running back. They're actually kind of returning to, uh, one is, uh, let me see here. He is going to be a junior now, and the other one is going to be a sophomore. I'm actually going to be kind of interested to see which one is more productive. The uh, junior running back is Scarlett. Uh, he did well last year. But the interesting one uh, is the more versatile uh, sophomore running back. I believe you pronounce his name Perrin, P-E-R-I-N-E. Um, but he's versatile because he's good at catching the ball out of the backfield. So, uh, he could sneak out there and do a slot route, um, do a quick cut and, uh, catch the ball and run with it. So he's pretty versatile. So those are two names that you'll kind of have to watch for. And it'll be interesting. And I'll mention that even though it has not been a great offense for Florida and you even said it yourself, who they're returning on offense, they... I'm not sure if they lost a single player on their offensive line. Right. They will have a very experienced offensive line, a decent offensive line from the way that looked last year. Nothing, um, maybe nothing to totally brag about, but they, they were productive uh, from the film. I was watching everything. I mean, one, one team that I'll talk in depth about because it was a common opponent. They faced uh, FSU. Uh, they did pretty good in the pass blocking. The run blocking um, could definitely have seen some improvement. I mean, that could be possibly the <clears throat> uh, lack of production on their for their rushers, but it is an experienced offensive line, and that has been a concern for Michigan. So that is one area that Florida might have an up on Michigan. No, that's a good point, and that's the thing where, you know, like you were saying, Florida has that up, but uh, like – but no established quarterback. So we're still down to the actually leads the offense. And I think it's on purpose that he's holding back on it just because he doesn't want to show his card on who's going to be the, the quarterback in Michigan. We already know pretty much, I think they're ready for spate to start, which most of us are, but Florida, I think they're just holding their cards close on that aspect of it. So, yeah, yeah, very true. Um, so, I will go ahead. Um, I got numbers on this specifically because I feel like this is going to be the best thing for us to compare on because for the last game of the regular season last year, Florida played Florida State. And uh, we all well know that Michigan's very last game of the season, their bowl game, um, was against Florida State. So common opponent, you know, very even across the board. Um 
that, and I feel like we can kind of get a good sense of things by comparing how those games turned out. One thing I will mention is um, at the end of the season last year, Florida was dealing with some injuries on defense. I think the uh-huh. biggest things for them, they were missing their two leading linebackers uh, for this Florida State game. But we'll also mention that Michigan did without Peppers and Jake Butt was taken out pretty quickly in the Florida State game. So right. injuries kind of all around. So let me kind of go into these numbers real quick to share them to kind of give a little bit of perspective. It's actually pretty interesting because it's pretty close. Um, but uh, the offensive production for both teams against FSU, Florida had 58 rushing yards, uh, 149 passing yards. So total was 207. And you're like, holy crap, that's pretty bad. But yeah. it's not like Michigan did a whole lot better. Uh, There are some things that we definitely did better, but not a whole lot better. So we had 89 rushing yards and 163 passing yards, which puts us at 252. So barely, not not even 50 yards more production on offense. Now, a a huge difference in the scoring, but um, those are the um, yard production numbers. Uh, As far as defense goes, Florida allowed 249 rushing yards by FSU. Uh, They had Cook. We all know how good Cook was. He's now in the NFL. But then only yep. allowed 138 passing yards. So they allowed Florida uh, FSU to put up 387 total yards. Michigan allowed 149 rushing yards and 222 passing yards for a total of 371 total yards. That being said, to mention, let me see this. I do need to check uh, before I forget. That is, um, Florida has some good, a good secondary. Yep. And I'm trying to see, why can't I find it? Maybe it won't let me find it. Weird. Anyways, I was going to try to see and uh, tell if they had their uh, best players on defense coming back for their secondary. But they had a good secondary. I know some of it's coming back. I can't remember if all of them are. But um, that will be interesting to see how that's going to fare against our fresh receivers uh, because there's going to be a lot of new faces uh, catching the ball down the field uh, against, like I said, most likely our experienced quarterback and how that fares. Yeah, and we'll see how that works out. Um, And my thing is I just – like you're talking about the, you know, I think they have multiple quarterback uh, running backs going, so it'll be interesting where they use them against our defense. So, but I really believe our defensive line is just gonna is so good, just based on when I saw them at spring game, and then what I'm seeing um, and hearing out there, and the rumors flying, just how good they are. And like you said, I like what you, you're talking about the on the secondary part of it is how the secondary look. And I think the defensive line um, will do so well. I think our linebacker situation, and and Michigan's always had that tough time at the linebacker position and and running backs getting through the holes and then tackling problems. I don't think we'll have a problem with that. It's the, I call it the second tier, is do we have the secondary there to, to, hit hard and, you know, and tackle well. And I, I, I just think we do. I think we're going to be really, really, really well at that part uh, point. Um, 
I just don't think Florida's going to throw the long ball that much. I just don't. Um, I, I think agree. we have – what's that? I, I just said I agree. Yeah, and I don't think they will. I think they're just going to, like you're talking about, maybe do a little short cuts with the running back and little dink and dunks to, you know, I think they'll just use those short throws and to get uh, maybe some offense going. And I think Michigan's going to move up. The secondary is going to move up, and they're not going to be scared of the quarterback situation. And that's just going to pose a lot of problems with the quarterback, whoever's in under center. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And to mention before I get too far, uh, I didn't say this before I ended. Uh, Florida lost to uh, Florida State thirty-one to thirteen. It was a road game for them, but Michigan then lost in the bowl game at a neutral site, thirty-three to thirty-two. So right. you can see there where there, even though the offense protection numbers were roughly the same, there was a huge difference in um, in the points that were scored. I, I will mention that. Uh, to start things off against FSU, Florida tried to go for its fourth and goal from like the two or three yard line, and so they had four four attempts and they couldn't punch it in. So I do think that our defense will be able to uh, cause havoc for them. I do think that uh, Florida is going to struggle uh, passing the ball. I, I just don't. I, I don't think it's. I think it's more going to be that they're missing their main receiver. They're going to have a new quarterback. They're not going to uh, have that great of chemistry more so than our secondary is going to be that great. I think more of it is going to be uh, that our team will contribute to it is going to be the pressure that the defensive line applies to the quarterback. Right. So, um, so yeah, I think that they'll have to lean more on their running backs, but uh, we'll kind of – We'll kind of see with that and uh, get more into the talk. I'm trying to see how much time we've got. And hey, I, that's the thing is I think uh, you'll see in the beginning of this game two um, two offenses trying to pose their will on each other. And I, I and I I don't mean airing it out. I think they're gonna. I think we're gonna come out and we're gonna see how feel out Florida's defensive line and see if we, I think we're going to come out and we're going to run that ball and we're going to try to wear them out by using Chris Evans. I think cause Evans did really well against Florida state. And I think he's our featured back. Um, and I think he has the more versatile one that can hit the holes much quicker. So we'll see what this old line does, but I think that's what we're going to do in the beginning of this game. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. For sure. So, well, that uh, brings me to a spot before we do the final prediction or anything. I don't know if you've forgotten, Craig, but there's something that we got to do. So, did you forget that we have to do lock it or dump it? Right. I remember. It feels feels old school now. (laughs) It does. Because it has about that <laughs> so so long ago i almost forgot i was like prepping things today and i was like oh my gosh i almost forgot like our our main segment yeah of lock it or dump it so i was able to pull together three questions craig and okay actually, great actually i gotta get ready here because i gotta make sure i write down what we both say okay lock it or dump it first question there will be more players with uh receiving touchdowns then there will be 
rushing touchdowns for Michigan. So there will be a, a larger variety of players with res, uh, receiving touchdowns than rushing touchdowns. Uh, lock it or dump it? Uh, dump it. Dump it. Okay, I am actually hey, going hey, to... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. You need like a toilet or something. I don't know. No, that's... Too gross? You're gross, man. You and your old old age. You're gross, yeah. gross old man. Go go back to the senior center. Uh, I will actually go ahead and lock that uh, because I think uh, the reason why I'm thinking that is because I think that it will be more of two people between um, Hill and Evans getting the rushing touchdowns, and I think there'll be some. Uh, maybe some quick slants in for touchdowns, and uh, I think there'll be a couple bombs. Uh, no, I think, uh, and I think you're right. I think Khalid Hill. I think he's going to get like two touchdowns. So, yeah, that, that's the reason why I don't think there's going to be as much versatility there for the uh, the number of players that will be getting those rushing touchdowns. All right, so uh, second one then. Uh, we Michigan will have a running back with more than 100 yards in this game. Uh, that lock it. Lock it up. All right. I will I will go ahead and lock that. As, oh, hit the, almost hit the wrong one. I will go ahead and lock that as well. I feel pretty good about that. And I'm pretty yeah. sure I know who you're thinking of. Well, Evans, yeah, I think he's going to get the majority of the carries. So I do. Yeah, it's and I think he's just going to run for big yards. I just do. I think he's going. We're going to open up some holes, and he's going to do well. So, yeah, I think between um, just for the whole game and everything, I, I think he'll have a couple breakouts and everything. I th- I think he'll be able to break uh, the hundred yards. I know it's I know it's going to kind of be tight and kind of close because, like we've said, Florida does have that good defense. I think their secondary is stronger than their uh, front defensive front, but we'll we'll have to see. All right, so now now here's the important one, Craig. Okay. I've gotten uh no, no, I can't um I can't really technically do an over under. Um there will be more. Here we go. I got to change this how this is said so I don't mess it up then. There will be more than 5 different sharks spotted in the stands at the game. Lock or dump? Uh, I'm a lot. Uh, would you say more than five sharks? Yeah, more than five different sharks. So, like a guy in a shark suit, somebody with a shark poster, somebody with a shark hat. Oh. Lock it. Lock it. Yeah, more than five. Oh yeah, more than five. I'm. Yep. Uh, I wasn't sure exactly what number to go with. I'm gonna. Th- I'm kind of thinking that there might be five. Now, of course, this is what you're gonna see on TV. So maybe there will be more there. But from what we see on TV, and both of us are going to have to work on this. And listeners, if, you, if you're if you able to count as well, because this might be difficult to catch for the entire game on what you spot. I'm going to think, ah, I will go ahead and go with dump on thinking that the top is going to be five. I think it's going to be like five that are going to be shown. So I'm going to go ahead and dump that. Wow. Okay. 
I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, I don't know what which fans are going to be going, you know. It, now, if this was covered by game day, oh, pff, gosh, it'd be. Yeah. It'd be astronomical. Like, you mean the signs in the back? Yeah. Yeah. It would be insane. But since this is. Uh, since this is not a home game, since it's not a game day game, I, I'm just I'm not sure. I, it will be very interesting to see. There hasn't been quite a experience like this for the Michigan fan to be able to uh, creatively express their thoughts on such an interesting topic. So yeah, I mean they'll be there. So I would, man, that would be fun to see though. <laughs> yeah, so we will see. And I know that some of uh some of our listeners are gonna be there, so you guys better have a good time and not yeah. cheat and try to pad the numbers for Craig. Yeah, and let us know what you think. I mean, let us know on Twitter and let it you know, and call us up and let us know what you think's gonna happen with the game. I mean, we'd like to hear what what you say, so Yeah, absolutely. So um with that done and said and locked in we will go ahead and get to wrapping things up with our final predictions then for yeah. the game. Here we go. I got to There we go. All right. So, Michigan minus 4 points over under 45. Craig, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right. I've thought about it. We've talked about it. Uh, like I said, even before all these things happened for Florida, I was feeling good, pretty good about Michigan, so now I feel better. But uh, Florida's strength has been their defense, but also their offensive line, and they've got some rushers. But then for Michigan, we've got a returning quarterback, pretty sure that he's going to start. Defense is still going to be fine with the players we lost. I think it's going to be a strength for us. So, uh, But then also we've got Dr. Blitz and Harbaugh. Great coach. Uh, coaching staff heavily outweighs the other coaching staff. So I'm feeling good about this. I'm going to say Michigan easily covers the spread. I don't yep. think it's going to be too crazy. It's going to be a little bit of a reminder for uh, the last time Florida and Michigan matched up. But I'm going to go ahead and put it as Michigan 38 and Florida 6. So wow. So that will be covering the spread easily, but that will be under the 45 because that will actually finish right at 44. That's bold. I know that's bold, man, but I'm just saying it was. Uh, Michigan fans will love you. I, I know. I'm. I'm. I don't know. I was. That's that's where I'm at, man. That's where I'm at. Yeah. I mean. Okay. Well, my turn. Like I said, I think this is going to be a war, a war of attrition on the offensive lines. Um, both offensive lines are, are offense. Uh, Florida is a little bit better on that side, but yet they don't have a quarterback. We we do have a quarterback. Obviously, we think Spate's going to be the starter, and we got suspect on receivers. You know, we got Crawford. Um, We've got uh, Tariq Black. We've got uh, McDoom there. We got all kinds of guys to throw to. Um, we've got Cleed Hill. We got Evans. Uh, so I like our backfield when the way it's going. So, and I think at this time, I think Florida's just got some problems. With them, but uh, 
Oh, hang on, Craig. Okay. You cut out for a second. All right. So you just cut out. So repeat what you were just saying. Well, I'm saying Michigan 24, I mean 28, and Florida 14. 28 to 14 then? 8 to 14, yep. All right. So that is going to cover, but that is going to be under still. Yeah, I don't think Michigan is going to score as many as people think because obviously we're going to have a tough time. But um, I think we're going to run the ball a lot. But uh, I think we do get the spread, though. I think we go over a spread. Yeah. All right. Very, very nice. Very nice. So there, there we go. That is the first prediction there in the books for the Blue Brothers. Feels- and both I and both I and Caleb believe you know look for Khalid Hill in this game. I really think I like Evans too, but I think Khalid Hill when you get at the five yard line, I think he's going to have multiple touchdowns in this game. I do. So. Oh yeah, hammer panda time. Oh, yeah. Hammer Panda. Do work. Get to it, man. So, all right. Well, uh, that's that. We will go ahead and transition here then uh, because we want to go into our closing thoughts. It feels good to be back. It's good. So I um, I hope you all have fun, whoever is going to the game. I know that we'll all have fun wherever we will be watching it. Uh, just a couple of things that we want to touch on here. Uh, quickly, if you want to reach out to us, uh, send us any questions, give us any thoughts, give us predictions or reactions to games, you can email us at bluebrotherssportscast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media. We're always having conversations on there at Blue Bros underscore in our names. So that's at B-L-U-E-B-R-O-S underscore Caleb or underscore Craig. And then our favorite, because you can get your voice on the show, is our voicemail. You can call 551-258-3276. Easy to remember. It's 551-BLUE-BRO. Uh, another thing to mention, if anybody has any information and wants to reach out to us, uh, for those of you that know and have been listening for a while, we work with our, our group that we call the Blue Network, uh, which is a group of Michigan uh, podcasts, sportscasts, video blogs, uh, written blogs, YouTube shows, different things like that. Um, and one of the main people that we work with is Rashawn with the Blueprint. Uh, but we're trying to get together and work things out. I know it's kind of here last minute and everything, but uh, we might be doing some tailgating things. So if anybody has any recommendations, any uh, people that we should reach out to didn't talk to, uh, where we can uh, find a spot, pay for a spot, get set up, maybe same spot each week for some of the home games, let us know. We are interested. We know this is a little late, but uh, we've been working on a lot of different things. So... A lot of balls juggling up in the air, but feel free to reach out to us and let us know if you have any thoughts on that because uh, we would definitely be interested in hearing them. Yeah, good things happening with us. Um, we're trying to work out right now as far as tailgating and getting the fans to inter- integrate with us and, you know, and literally 
get to know who we are and we get to know who they are and it's going to be fun to try to get this going. So it's a lot of work. I mean, there's a lot of work involved in this, but in the long run, it's going to be a lot of fun. So we're looking forward to it. So hopefully these balls in the air get, you know, grounded and we're able to do this. So Yeah, we've got some um, very cool opportunities, some things that we're going to be excited to do with um, uh, game days in Ann Arbor. Uh, that we're going to be participating with that we're hoping that the fans will jump on board for and different things with that. We will be keeping you updated with that. I was hoping to find it, but also wanted to give a shout out for Rashawn because he is going to be working with a sports uh, radio show up in Marquette, Michigan through Fox Sports. I cannot remember the times. I believe it's Fridays maybe. Mondays or Fridays. He's going to be doing something on there. It's on social media. I'll try to find it and share it again, maybe get the details so we can talk about it next time on the next show. But um, congratulations out to him for that. He's all over the yeah. place, but that's a new opportunity for him. He works hard at it. He really does. And Rashawn always keeps it real. Um, we've been friends with him for quite a while, and we always like to help him out, and he helps us out. And just a great guy. Um, and like Caleb was saying, him, us three, we like to really, really enjoy working together and tailgating and talking Michigan football. So lots in common there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, all about the Blue Network there. Uh, and with that, we're going to be wrapping up the first episode of the 2017 regular season. We are going to be doing, uh, if anybody remembers or if you're a new listener, Two episodes each week. We're going at this point. Uh, we get up to at least three, and maybe there was even a point in time we had four. But I think it was maybe just a max of three each week. We will have our preview episodes and our uh, review or recap episodes for each game. So that's two episodes there, and then eventually, when they start doing the college football playoff rankings, we usually do uh, another small segment slash episode shorter. But we discuss that each week, too, when that starts up. But that won't be for several weeks here. So be on the lookout. I think the uh, plan will be to have the uh, preview episodes up Wednesday or Thursday with the recap episodes out Monday or Tuesday. So plenty of stuff for you guys to listen to. We love putting out there because we know that you guys love uh, talking and hearing about Michigan football. And I know a lot of you want to really listen to that Jim Harbaugh podcast, that new one. Um, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, Craig had a, Craig <laughs> had a screening. And, yeah, uh, the guy might know a little bit about football, but not as much as you and I. So I say bypass that one and listen to us. Yeah, he, he doesn't have the, the flair and the excitement yeah. and, the, and the, dare I say, enthusiasm. <laughs> Unknown to mankind like we do. That the Blue Brothers have. Yeah. (laughs) Very very well put. So, well, we we always enjoy you guys uh, joining us each and every week. We thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, The game is almost here. We'll finish things off, as always, though, with Go Blue. Go Blue.